Hi, everyone. This is a very unique episode of the Global Wellness HQ podcast. And I say it's unique because I'm going to break a few um, walls down. I'm going to share some things. And really, truly, what I want to do is share behind the scenes of how I use Global Wellness HQ and the podcast to create a community. And the good news is you don't have to necessarily have a podcast of your own, but if you wanted to, it's really not that hard to start. Um, it is hard to do it right, but it's not hard to start. And the key is you only learn how to do it right by starting. So this is not a pitch for you to launch your own podcast. This is for fellow podcasters who I hear a lot tell me, I love my podcast, but I don't know if I have time for it. And usually when you dig deeper, it's because it's not making them revenue and therefore they have to say no to something else to say yes to the podcast. So I'm going to teach you two things. Number one, how to build a community and two, how to create a leveraged networking situation so that your podcast is unique and it helps your guests in a very unexpected way. So first things first, I'm going to share what a traditional podcast looks like, then I'm going to share what we do differently. And I can't say this strongly enough, if you like what you see, please take it and implement it in your own life. This is stuff I've figured out and I share it because I want to share with people. So the traditional podcast, and there's a bit of a dilemma, do I charge people to be on the show? Do I pay people to be on the show? Um, how do I add value to them? And most podcasts, the, the upfront stated expectation is I'll have you as a guest on my show. I will promote you to my audience. And in return, and this is key, in return, you will promote the show to your audience. So the assumption of a podcast is my podcast grows because I have great guests, my followers keep bringing new friends to the party, and it grows because my guests bring new friends to the party. Now, here's the thing I want to point out. I'm a big advocate for the key strategic partner plan, and really, truly, what I believe is the piece that's often missing is connecting the podcast guests to one another. And in reality, the other piece that's missing, I've had a lot of guests who I don't hear from them again. They never come back. They never follow up. And even when the episode's live, they don't promote it. I don't judge them. I know they're busy. Maybe they don't know how to promote it. Maybe I didn't tell them enough about how to promote it. But the reality is the fundamental expectation from a podcast is both the host and the guest win and the audience wins. So it should be a triple win. And I'm going to say that the traditional model is sometimes broken because it's not easy to get busy people to promote. And sometimes they're just, you know, they, they have a schedule. Um, I've seen people that had six-month marketing plans. It's difficult. But the biggest thing I realized was that I'm not building a relationship with the guests if it's just once and done. And worse, the guests aren't meeting each other. And coming back to the key strategic partner plan, if I have an audience, let's say I have an audience of entrepreneurs who are successful and they're on a wellness journey, 
that's a specific avatar, a specific audience. So I deliberately pick guests who also serve my audience. That way there, there's most room for us to all win. Now here's the magic. My other guests are also potential good partners. Not everyone, but most of them are going to be good partners for other guests. So I'm actually going to show how and why I build the community, but I just wanted to give you that little bit of an upfront. Now I'll warn you if you're hoping for slides and you wanna ask for the downloads, there isn't any. I have written this out. I have a plan for what I want to cover. Uh, it'll take as long as it takes. My plan is to get it done in, in as little time as necessary, but as long as it takes. And basically what I want to do is show you the stepping off point. So I'm going to assume if you're watching this, you have a podcast, you want to make it more successful, and you'd like to monetize it. And by the way, a lot of people judge when somebody wants to monetize a podcast but the reality is a lot of blood, sweat, tears goes into a podcast. So why shouldn't somebody make money? And uh, I'm a big fan. If you do have a podcast, the person who should gain from it is the person hosting. If the host is starving, the podcast not going to last. So I'm going to assume at this point you have an existing podcast and you'd like it to be more successful. And by the way, this is not some gimmick to say, hey, give me your details and I'll, I'll make you more money. The reality is I'm giving this freely because podcasts are fun, they're important, they're useful. If I can help people be more successful with their podcast, I know it helps them on their wellness journey and I know it helps them in their business. And that's how much I care about podcasting. It is one of my core products. I've decided to discontinue selling anything to do with podcasts. I'm going to let other people serve my community. Um, I'm going to turn all of my podcast content into courses and free resources that aspiring podcasters can use or successful podcasters can use to grow. That's how much I believe in this. So I just want to give that context. This is not some you know, light advice that I give you. It's not, you know, clickbait. This is a true, sincere strategy. So number one, if you are a networker who loves to grow their network, or two, if you're a podcaster who wants to grow your podcast, I created this for you. Now, Here's the thing. If you are a networker and you believe in what I'm going to call the super connector mindset, one of the fastest, best, easy ways I've figured out to grow my network and to serve my network is to have a podcast. And this has nothing to do with my ego. It is entirely to do with introducing great people that I meet to my network. So I'm going to give you an example. I know two or three super connectors that are amazing. And they love, they meet somebody and then they introduce that person to 50 people. It's overwhelming for everyone, but it also doesn't stick because it's so much volume. And honestly, for the connector, it's hard. So I created my podcast from the perspective, I'm a connector. I love to connect people. How can I help? So what I do is I schedule an hour-long meeting and I'll share my Calendly link here. So if somebody wants to beat me, um, by the way, I tend to not do one-on-ones with the exception of the podcast. 
But basically, if somebody wants to meet me, they schedule an hour. And basically, the first 15 minutes are let's get to know each other. And at the end of that 15 minutes, we both make a decision. Do we like each other enough that we want to continue? If not, thank you. Have a nice day. Um, we've both spent 15 minutes together. We got to know each other. We can move on. If, however, I like the person, which more often than not, if somebody comes to me by an introduction, I know I'm going to like them. Then we launch right into the podcast. And if you want to set up Calendly, I use Calendly. Um, it's there's a paid version, which is somewhere around $12, $15 a month. And there's a free version, which only allows you one event. So it's really easy to set up Calendly. And uh, this was my aha moment, a big time saver for podcasters. I share my show notes that the guests can expect to be asked. And I also give them room to provide their bio and their commentary. Um, so all of the information is quick and simple. It's gathered in Calendly and it gets transferred into my calendar and my assistant's calendar. So that's one of my little spoiler alerts. Um, this was a big game changer for me because uh, when it goes into their calendar, they pick a time that works for them. And if they go in and look at the calendar, it has the questions and it has their answers as well. Uh, so it's easy for me. It's easy for them. So that's the first thing. Now, I do have on my website, globalwellnesshq.com, I have a link here if somebody wants to be a guest, if they want to sponsor or they want to subscribe to listen to it. That's just for convenience. So it's not necessary, but it's it makes it convenient. I would say, honestly, if I had it all to do again, I would completely eliminate the website and really just build my community where my people are. Which brings me to my second secret. My people are on LinkedIn. I'm in the business-to-business -business space. I deal with people who are in the business-to-business -business space. My clients are business owners. My key strategic partners serve business owners. So for me personally, and you will have to figure this out yourself, uh, my strategic partners are on LinkedIn. My clients are on LinkedIn. Therefore, I'm on LinkedIn. Now, if you are a business-to-business -business person and your clients are on Facebook, or TikTok or Instagram, I'm going to stay. say you still want to be on LinkedIn because your strategic partners are likely on LinkedIn. Now, that's not to say it couldn't be an exception, but for the most part, if I want to meet somebody in business, I find them on LinkedIn. I've gone so far in my business, if somebody's not on LinkedIn, I don't need to know them. And that's not judgmental. It's just plain, simple 80-20 Pareto principle. 20% um, of my, my results, sorry, 80% of my results will come from 20% of my effort. I'm going to focus my effort where I get results. So if LinkedIn represents 20% of my possible community, I still get 80% of the results there. So for me, LinkedIn is the only game I want to play. And it's great because I don't worry about cross-posting. I don't worry about keeping platforms up to date. I literally built my entire business on LinkedIn and my podcast. Now, I do have a website. I don't need it. So that's my advice if you're just starting out. 
how could you keep it simple? And really, truly, there's nothing more simple than a free or low-cost Calendly account and a LinkedIn account. So what I'm going to share, and by the way, I have Sales Navigator. I'm a premium member on LinkedIn. This works especially well if you're on the free or low-cost or lower levels of LinkedIn, but it works exceptionally well as a paid. So this is not a recommendation to run out and pay for a high level of LinkedIn. My advice is start with LinkedIn, get to know it, get comfortable with it. But once you're really, really comfortable, then you can ask yourself whether you need more advanced or not. So the first thing, I have a podcast. Now I post the podcast episodes um, I upload mine to YouTube just because that's an easy platform. Um, so you can use a YouTube account. It's free. It's easy to use. Um, so all of my podcast episodes are uploaded to YouTube. And then I share them on LinkedIn. And there's a couple of thoughts to it. And I'm going to share what I did. And I'm going to share what I'm going to do. So up to this point, what I do, I edit and produce the entire episode and I put it out on LinkedIn in the general sphere and I share it right on my profile so that the whole world can see my posts, they can see my blog, uh, like literally this is my business and most importantly, they can see my podcast episodes. Well, the problem is people scroll past, you know, it may or may not get engagement, but the reality is my goal for the episode is not how many people see it. My goal is how many people actually watch it and then connect with the person and say, hey, I'd like to do business with you. I see your contact details. Let's have a relationship. And I'll just remind you, everybody I do business with is on LinkedIn. So therefore, it's really easy for me in a post to connect people with other people. So that's my number one. I'm a podcaster and I want to connect people. Um, sorry, it's not coming up immediately. But basically, I can connect people right here on LinkedIn. Um, so let's pretend this was um, one of my podcasts, I would comment and say, hey, at Keith, oops, can't spell. It was great having you on the show, period. And then I'll say, hey, my friend Pete. Okay, let's just do Robertson, Pete, or sorry, Robert Peterson. Um, Robert, you need to meet Keith. Here's why, dot, dot, dot. So that's one of the ways I connect people. And I've been doing that and I, I really like it. What I realized is it's a big ask to act, tell a stranger to this person. I'm going to delete that because that's a different conversation. Um, it's a big ask to say to a stranger, hey, you should watch this 30-minute video to decide if you want to meet this person. So going forward, what I'm going to do, and I think a lot of the, the better podcasters do this as well, I'm going to record a teaser video. So when I interview people for my podcast, I'm going to flat out do the podcast, do the interview, 
and I'm going to leave two, three minutes at the end. And I'm just going to record a little teaser with my guest. And we're going to answer a couple of quick questions like who you are, what do you do, who do you serve? And so that'll have a two, three minute trailer that's out in the wild in the public. So I can still do what I was doing, introducing people. Um, but what I want to do is reserve the best of the best content for my audience, my regular followers. I don't want it, you know, out in the world where, you know, the, the algorithm is looking at it saying one in a thousand did something with this podcast instead. And I encourage all of you to do this, especially if you're connectors, create a LinkedIn group. And by the way, I can share um, more training on this going forward. The idea is how do I help connectors and podcasters? And I will say with sincerity, the two are intermingled in my brain. Um, good podcasters are great connectors. Great connectors are good podcasters. So it, it's fair. Uh, so what I do, and again, this is free. This is all part of the magic of LinkedIn, is I create a group. So I have a LinkedIn group for the Global Wellness HQ. And in this group, I'm going to show you how I set up the group. I'm going to show you how you can copy this. Um, but what I'm going to do, and I believe I actually did it already. Ah, here it is. So I have a single post here. And they can go to the website if they want. Um, but underneath this post, I have posted all of my podcast episodes. And what this does is this is the full blown and um, you can see they just have to click to go onto YouTube to see it. But it's full blown, it's simple, it's easy. And now what I've done, and, and I'll show you this, let's go into the group. I have my group. And uh, this is a relatively new group. It's only got 63 members. Um, but the idea is I invite all of my podcast guests to the group. I tag them in their post. And then whenever I find somebody that I think would be a really good fit, um, I, I tag both of them. And I say, I think you two need to meet. Here's why. So basically... What I've done is, number one, I've made a community around my podcast. And number two, I've made my networking scalable because I'm not following up on emails. I'm not chasing people. I'm not trying to keep track of who I introduce to whom. Everything is in LinkedIn. And yes, um, some people tell me you should never rely on one platform. You know, something could happen. It might disappear, might change. Um, LinkedIn, I've been on it since as long as I can remember. I can't remember exactly when, but it was really from pretty much the beginning of my, my professional career. Um, LinkedIn's been around, it's changed, but it's there. So I'm going to stick to LinkedIn until there's a reason not to. Um, and the beautiful thing is I know these people well enough if LinkedIn falls apart, um, we'll pick it up right where we left off somewhere else. So basically what I do, and this is truly unique in all podcast hosts, I really recommend you do this, connect your guests with each other. That is the number one biggest thing you can do for them 
is help them meet other people that also could benefit from meeting more of your, your client base. So that's the number one rule is connect your guests to one another. Um, I get a lot of surprised looks. People are shocked by it. But honestly, I'm in the long-term relationship business. So why wouldn't I connect my guests to one another? Now, I'm going to show you how to run a community. And this is the next level. And before you get too worried, this is not hard. It's not complicated. Um, I use Canva. Um, you can go to canva.com. Really, really inexpensive. It's an amazing graphic design tool. And basically what I do, so when I'm running a group, I always have a pinned post. And the pinned post tells people what they can find in the group. So whenever somebody's lost, think of this is as the directions. They can always come back here or I can refer them back here where they can get directions. And because it's pinned, this particular post with the roadmap is always at the top. So I'm going to walk you through this and I'm going to give you an example. The first thing I like to do is I want people to introduce themselves. So I have a template and I'll show you this. I have a template for introductions. We encourage everybody to introduce themselves to the group. That facilitates good networking. Number two, I have an ambassador program. I pay people for referrals. So I have some details on how they can make some money working with me. Uh, the next one, I provide workshops. Um, we talk about all kinds of subjects, but all of my workshops, including this one you're, you're watching right now, um, this is a podcast episode. It will become a workshop. So all the workshop details are in this post. And I have these set up as posts. And then people reply in comments. That way, it's easy to find something. It's always under a certain specific topic. Now, I have a lot of stuff, a lot of content on networking, and I have live networking events. Um, I have an event. Um, it's kind of the, an alumni event. All of my podcast guests get invited to it. And basically, this is where I share the details of you know time, date, things like that. Um, but this is really, really easy to set up. It took me about an hour. And now people can find all my details. Now, of course, I have my podcast. So I also share my podcast episodes. I share podcast updates. Everything and anything podcast related is there. I have a digital magazine. Same thing. All of the magazine content's there. I write books. So I share my latest books, my latest authors. Um, we have a 12-day business challenge. It's fun. We do that there. Um, and I added something to help people. I have two things that are related. One's connections wanted. This is where somebody can come into the group and say, hey, everybody, I'm looking for somebody who does this. Who do you recommend? And on the flip side, hey, everybody, I work with a group of whatever. Um, who'd like to meet that group? And then the final thing, and this is my favorite, um, I will credit Chet Holmes with um, giving me the idea for Dream 100. He, his book, The Ultimate Sales Machine, has been a big impact on me. But basically, I encourage people to create the Dream 100 for their business. So as a podcaster, as a networker, I highly encourage you to create a group like this. And I'm going to show you where life gets really, really, really simple. So you see, I have this 
image. This is my pinned post. And the one weakness with LinkedIn, you can only pin one post. So the way I got around this was I created, so here's my guide post, post. Sorry, that's awkward wording. And basically what I did was I added comments below the post and in each of the comments, there's a link that takes them right to the specific thing. So for example, if they want to learn about introductions, there's a link there. And as you can see, I have a picture. So all of my things have pictures. It makes it easy to scroll down and find if you don't want to go to the post. Now, the problem with LinkedIn and, and most platforms is once they're, they're posted in the order they're posted and newest on top. Um, so there's my welcome post. Um, there's a post, somebody introducing themselves. There's somebody introducing themselves. Um, here's me talking about a book I wrote. Um, here's another book I'm working on. Here's a book I created, another book we created, another book we created. Um, somebody's introduction. Here's some podcast stuff. Um, but down here somewhere, and you can see that's why I have the, the links at the top. Um, here's my post on the Dream 100. Uh, here's my post on, here's some people I can help connect you with. Here's my help wanted. Um, this is the gold in the backyard, 12 day business growth challenge. Um, here's the magazine. Here's the podcast. And here's the workshop. So this is very robust because this is what I do. Um, this is our ambassador program. And here's about how to connect with people. Um, these are all the amazing people that have been on my podcast up to a certain point. Um, we update this fairly regularly. Um, but as you can see, the whole point of this group and the next evolution as I see it is under the introduction in a perfect world, what I would like to see is somebody introduce themselves and I have a VA, we'll have them linking to the person's podcast, we'll have linking to any other posts they've got, but basically we wanna make this a very robust community where people can easily come in, introduce themselves, get to know one another. And basically, if you think about it, um, the next evolution of this, this is cyber. It's really easy. It's beautiful because this group works 24-7. And for the connectors out there, the magic of this is I'm not sending emails saying, hey, Jeff, meet John, John, meet Jeff. You know, the group does this. It's more self-serve. And I would say one of the, my little pain points with email introductions is they seldom come in at the time you want them or the volume you want them. Um, and sometimes it's hard to follow up. But the beautiful thing about having it within the group is that they can number one connect, then they can come back and say, hey, um, we discussed this. It helps other people understand um, why and when they should connect with the person. So literally I put in about two hours to set this up up front. I've created a self-serve networking tool where people, all they have to do to be part of it 
And let's say somebody has a friend that really, really wants to learn something, really wants to meet somebody in my network. The easiest thing is they invite them to the group, which, by the way, is super easy. All you do, and why is LinkedIn being strange? So if you copy this, here's the group number. You just send the person a link saying, hey, you should join this group. Um, I've got somebody I want to introduce. They're in the group. It's easier there. Um, and by the way, they don't have to join. You can just connect them through messaging. Um, but that's the next thing. I use the messaging, and I'm not going to get into that one today. Um, but basically what I'll do is if I want to connect two people, and for some reason it needs to be private, I'll use the messaging. But I want to emphasize 99.9% .9 of the time, I'm going to do the introductions in public here. Now, the only time I won't do it in public and when I would use a private message is if it's embarrassing. You know, for example, if somebody is a, you know, they deal with erectile dysfunction, um, you probably don't want to publicly introduce a friend or a contact or client to that person publicly because the assumption is they have erectile dysfunction. So if it's medical, I like to keep that as a private introduction. But if it's a business, you know, let's say I have an accountant who needs to meet a bookkeeper, I'm happy to connect accountant and bookkeeper in the group. And that's how I eliminate probably about 80, 90% of the emails and about 80% of the time I used to spend on networking. And most important to me, I made my networking more effective. And by the way, I don't encourage this, um, but I have at least a dozen groups, maybe more. Um, I run different groups with different needs, different audiences. Um, going forward, I will be consolidating everything into one group. And in that case, what we're going to have is another link like this, where it sort of shows people how to get around. Um, but the beautiful thing, I deal with wellness. Wellness is a broad, broad topic. Um, pretty much guaranteed, if somebody new joins the group, I know somebody in the group that would benefit by meeting them and vice versa. And that is my little guide on how I'm eliminating email. I'm reducing the time I'm spending on LinkedIn um, on direct connections. I'm reducing the time I'm spending on one-on-one -on -one meetings. But most importantly, I'm expanding the impact of my network. And I'm truly helping people. Um, my community is a community of go-givers. If people haven't read or don't like The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, John David Mann, I can say with sincerity that we're not a fit. We don't need to talk. We don't need to get to know each other because I really, really love the book. I believe in the message in the book. And if somebody's not part of the Go-Giver community, I don't want to waste their time bringing them into my world because they're going to be very transactional. They're going to be looking for the, the instant gratification. Whereas in my world, relationship first, business second. And that's not to say we need to get to know each other and, you know, and spend summers together on with our families on vacation. But if we can't have a 15 minute conversation and if we're not a good fit in 15 minutes, 
there is zero chance that I care to find a way to do business with somebody. So that's my little take. And if somebody doesn't want to spend the 15 minutes getting to know me and what I need, if they just want to sell me something, um, they can book an appointment and, you know, they can hope to get into my calendar. Um, spoiler alert, I never buy from cold outreach. Um, everything I purchase, everyone I work with, it's referral based. So this is inspired. And I want to have a shout out to a few people. Oh, one last thing I really, really should mention. Um, the next level of this, and then I'll do the shout outs, is once you've started to build the little community online, I like to get it into Zoom and, and bring people together. So I have a weekly networking event. Oh, and for some reason I took the link out. Um, that would be very helpful to have it there. But every, depending on the group and the, and the needs, I have a weekly networking event for every one of my groups. Um, I would highly recommend if you are a connector of any sort and you really like connecting people, have a weekly networking event and make it open house and, you know, it's free, it's fun, have a schedule, have a structure. I'll do training on that if some if there's enough interest. But basically the idea is do all of your networking and one hour a week. If somebody can't make it, that's fine. You'll wait till they can. But instead of having 15, 30, 60 minute meetings here, there and everywhere, I meet everybody for the first time on Zoom on a Friday, for example, in this case, we meet on Zoom. We like each other. I invite them to be a guest on the podcast. If I don't click with them, I don't need them on the podcast. Life is good, but worst case scenario, and I want the connectors of the world to understand this, the value that we bring is that we create a safe space and an open place where people can connect and network. So a lot of people will push back. They'll say, oh, I want to meet with you one-on-one. -on -one. Um, in my world, this is it. If you want to meet Jeff, you come through the Friday networking. And if that doesn't work for you, I'm okay with that. And and I hope you are okay with it. It's not arrogance. It's just I literally have the same 168 hours a week that everyone else has. And I choose to be really, really efficient. So my one hour a week is my gift to my community. I bring everybody together. And a lot of people are nervous about it, but I promise you, if you're not willing to come to a networking event, you're not willing to meet other people, you and I don't have anything in common. Literally, I would rather play with a friend and have a partnership or a joint venture than work solo. I love being part of bigger things. I love being part of community. So if those things don't resonate, um, I'm going to save you some time right here and say, please don't book a call. Now, having said that, if those resonate, if you are a go-giver at heart, you love Bob Berg and John David Mann, then we're probably meant to have a chat. And maybe we work together, maybe we don't, but let's have a chat. Now, I want to have a big shout out because I would not be where I am today without the many, many, many mentors who have helped me and guided me. And Bob Berg is top of mind. And I will say that Bob has inspired me in ways he'll never fully understand. Um, reading the, the endless, his book, The Endless, endless Referrals was huge, life-changing for me. 
Um, I've created a book club, and it's one of the first books we talk about. Um, the Go-Giver by Bob Berg, John David Mann, huge impact on who I am. I read the book and I couldn't sleep for days because I was like, that's me. I want to be the connector. I want to be the go-giver. And that's where I am today. I asked myself the question, who do I have to become in order to be the go-giver? Now, I'd be totally remiss if I didn't shout out to my friend Janine Bolin. Um, Janine is an absolutely amazing human being. If you want to connect with her, connect with me. Um, I'm happy to do introductions. Janine reminded me, it's ironic, pre-COVID, I was doing a weekly networking event on Zoom. When COVID hit, for some reason, I stopped doing it. And Janine reminded me, she started this Friday virtual coffee. And she was like, Jeff, why aren't you doing this? And it has been amazing I originally thought it was about me and about saving my time, but now I see I can bring people together in, in groups. I can connect people. Um, everybody leaves with a new introduction, a new conversation. Um, so it is a very, very valuable condensed networking and it's huge. Um, the other shout out top of mind, I'm going to miss people. I would like to shout out to my friend, Esther Deutsch. Um, Esther is one of those amazing connectors. I will say that she overwhelmed my best intentions. She overwhelmed every system process I had. And basically through knowing Esther, I had to get really, really focused. And before, before I met Esther, um, I probably spent four or five hours a day on networking and I didn't need to be efficient. And I was really concerned about it. But once I met Esther, she pushed me and, and to a positive way, she pushed me to a higher level of networking. And if you haven't met Esther, you have to. Um, she works with a cybersecurity and IT company. Um, that's her day job, but her life is about networking. And I have to say, she started connecting me with so many people so quickly. Um, I didn't want to dishonor her. I didn't want to disrespect the introductions. So I had to get really clear on how I could serve as many people as possible, how I could meet these people. And basically, I'm just a portal. People come to me and I introduce them to people. And I had to figure out how to mature my networking and get to the point where I was connecting people without being the connector. And so I want to thank Esther for that. Um, and there's many, many other people in my network who I haven't met somebody who hasn't taught me something about networking. Um, some people have taught me what not to do. Most people have taught me what to do. So with extreme gratitude, I share this video. I know that I know a lot of podcasters. Um, I hope this helps you. And the last thing I'll say is, as you build this community, as you have this group, you have multiple touch points with your podcast guests, you have them connecting with your community. Um, this is bringing people together. It's a community. And if you have interesting podcast guests, you'll have an interesting community. And the cool part is people that have been guests on the podcast, they invite their friends and colleagues to the group. Um, the friends and colleagues are grateful to them. It's it's really about building long-term relationships. So that was a quick, quick overview. Um, if you'd like to schedule something, my thoughts are um, I'm going to put this together as a rough plan, and I believe it's very valuable. This is seriously, um, if somebody asked me, you know, what are your secret ingredient? What's the golden ingredient? This is it.
So everything I've given you in this little video, these are the secrets that I've tried to teach people. And honestly, I'm not going to teach this anymore as a paid thing. Um, I realize this is something that comes naturally and easy to me. So I want people to at least be able to get started and, and get rolling. Um, so this is my little gift to the universe. And I hope it was of value to you. So thank you. And comment below. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Or if you're in my community, you know, my favorite question is how does this video apply to you? So thank you and have a great day.